ETL Echo presents Green Apples and Scented Candles by Lady Layla. Hermione Granger had never thought her decision of buying a simple scented candle would result in a night full of mind-shattering sex. The universe did have its weird ways of working. It was a cold October day, and she'd had to use a warming charm on her way to work. The wind was tickling her cheeks, the smell of fresh coffee in the air as she walked past the new cafe in Diagon Alley. The scent of coffee always gave her hope. The simple, mundane task of drinking a mug of it after even the most terrible happenings made her believe that everything would pass, that everything would get better. If only a cup of coffee could get rid of the dry spell she seemed to be stuck in for the past year. Now that would definitely give her hope. I'm dating myself she would say to herself whenever she felt hopeless, and it would work. She knew that she deserved to love herself, to pamper herself, to learn how to value herself. So Hermione Granger headed to Ether Candles after checking her watch, deciding to buy a scented candle. Because it was autumn, and she was lonely, and all she wanted was something that would help comfort her. Maybe she would even buy a mocha to take to the office, topped with an atrocious amount of whipped cream because why not? So she waltzed down the aisle, searching for a scent that she may enjoy. The shop smelt overwhelming, almost, with all kinds of scents mixing together. Being the wizarding world, they had the most remarkable, unimaginable candles alongside the rather mundane ones. She loved the fact that a strawberry candle actually did smell like strawberries, not like the chemicals that the muggles loved to use. And a candle depicting the smell of the dawn by the seaside really did smell like that. She had even heard from Ginny that the shop made custom candles. Ginny had said that Hermione should try out The Man in Your Dreams, because she had never encountered anything that smelled so much like Harry. Hermione found herself wondering what hers would be like. It had been years since she had sniffed Amortentia, and she was certain that must have changed. Truth be told, she knew exactly what it would smell like. She was doomed because Hermione knew that her fascination involving a certain somebody from the office was pointless, childish, impossible. There was no way it would happen, so she steered herself away from the thought of buying an embodiment of her crush and decided to settle on something more subtle. Green apples. The way he would casually walk into her office if he needed a paper signed, apple in hand, biting on it as he conversed with her. It wasn't a constant occurrence, maybe once a week maybe once every ten days. But she loved to watch his jaw move as he crunched into the fruit. Sometimes he would use his thumb to wipe some invisible residue away, and that would make Hermione's knees wobble under her desk. She would try to look away, try to watch anything but his mouth move as he chewed, but there was no point. Her eyes would always wander back to him. Him. Draco Malfoy. Her friends would never speak to her again if they were ever to find out about it. Her family would probably try to check her into a mental health institution for falling for her childhood bully. He? Well, he would definitely laugh at her, make fun of her feelings if she were to ever confess, probably call her something terrible and send her off, even though he had become quite civil in the last few years. She sighed as she paid for the candle that smelt undeniably like the apples he loved to torture her with, leaving the shop with hopes of caffeine fixing her problem but she knew that even with the additional cream, there was nothing that would make it go away. She had tried. She really had. She had tried ignoring him, 
only to make everything worse because Malfoy had seemed to notice and had kept making up excuses to come to her office, even attempting to gossip with her about Johannes from floor three. Hermione had given up on that tactic quite quickly. She had tried dating someone else. She had found herself finding an excuse to leave before her meal was over, because she couldn't bear to even think of another, let alone shag them. So she was trying to suppress everything and get on with her life, only occasionally treating herself to sideways glances when she was sure he wasn't looking, and, well, buying herself scented candles that reminded her of him. When Hermione finally arrived at her office at the ministry, she discarded her outer robes and allowed the heating charm to wear off. Her desk was full of paperwork, as always, so she settled down with her warm mocha, feeling ready for her day. But Hermione had that nagging thought that she couldn't seem to get rid of. The candle that she had purchased was in her purse, and she could smell it even from the bag now that she was in her confined office. She took out her quill, tapped it once, twice, and before she knew it, she was pulling out her candle, finding a spot for it, and neatly setting it on her desk. She decided that she needed the motivation to get her through all the work she had to do. What could ever go wrong? Her question was answered right before her lunch break, when Draco Malfoy himself waltzed into her office casually, unannounced as per usual. Her quill that was gliding over the piece of parchment in front of her stopped abruptly, as her eyes traveled between the young man and the candle on her desk that was quite visible to him. By the time she came up with the idea of vanishing it, he was already seated before her in one of the chairs opposite her desk. She cursed silently, wishing her office was bigger. Surely he would notice if she used magic now, and surely he would notice the candle on her desk. "'I actually quite adore the way you look when I enter your office,' Malfoy said casually, as he lazily propped one leg upon the other. "'As if I'm this horrible dent in your tight schedule that's about to ruin your whole day.' She huffed as a response. It was quite the opposite, actually, although he didn't need to know that particular detail. Hermione could feel a drop of sweat running down the side of her head as she tried not to look at the candle, in an attempt to wishfully keep his attention away from it, which resulted in her staring at him dead in the eye. "'Oh, so you're actually looking at me today, Granger. Blimey, what's the special occasion?' He was cocky, all the bloody time. She couldn't seem to get enough of it. "'Nothing. Just wondering why you're here.' as if he had no better place to be on that particular day. "'Can't I just come down for a visit?' he asked, raising an eyebrow, and Hermione wished her face was interesting enough for him to stay focused. His gaze hadn't drifted off yet. Maybe she would be lucky enough to get through this. "'We're at work, Malfoy. We don't just visit each other.' She was hoping he wouldn't notice her fluster. "'I could say the exact op—' He paused, his nose scrunching up as he started to sniff. Hermione's heart skipped. Of course she wasn't that lucky. What a fool of her to presume he wouldn't smell his favorite fruit in her office. Well, she assumed it was his favorite, not that she knew. Malfoy's eyes flickered around the room as his eyebrows furrowed. He stopped when he saw the candle. His lips curled up into a smirk, just after his eyes lit up with revelation. He reached over and grabbed it, before Hermione could do anything about it at all. She was doomed. What do we have here? He asked as he read the label and sniffed it from up close. A candle. Acting oblivious seemed the best route to take. Why, yes, a candle. A candle that smells like green apples. He lifted his eyes and looked at her. Hermione felt naked before him. 
but tried her best to conceal the panic that was rising within her. Did you know that green apples are my favorite fruit? Of course they were. He sounded nonchalant, so maybe she could just brush it off. No, it never occurred to me, she shrugged. He tilted his head towards her. Really? Not once? His fingers played along the edge of the label. She shook her head. Not even once. He leaned forward slightly, as though he was going to share a deep secret he had. Hermione was thankful for the desk between them. May I ask why it's on your desk? She could see the creases in the corner of his eyes. No, you may not. He scoffed. Come on, Granger. You're no fun at all. I didn't think I had the obligation to be fun. You can't just brush this off. He sniffed at the candle again, and Hermione wanted to disappear. I have no idea what you're talking about. The air between them was becoming suffocating as each second passed. He challenged her one last time silently before he spoke, giving her one last unspoken chance. She didn't take it. You practically drool each time I come in here with an apple, never once taking your eyes off the fruit till I take a bite. Then you do this weird thing where you pretend you're not looking at me when I actually do bite the damn thing. I have to say you're awfully bad at concealing things, so maybe don't try that. And now I come here and there's a bloody candle on your desk that smells like fucking green apples. For Salazar's sake, woman, do you have something to tell me? Malfoy seemed to lose control as he spoke his last words becoming a pitch higher than his usual tone. Hermione took a deep breath. No. He made a strange gurgling sound as a response, and put the candle on the desk quite harshly. He ran his fingers through his hair. Granger, please, you're driving me nuts. Well, that was the last straw. He had no right to claim she was driving him nuts when it was him who was driving her nuts. Oh, please, that's enough. You're right. I do watch you eat those damn apples, and yes, I did buy that candle because... Fuck, you drive me up the wall. Do you even know what you do to me? You're so fucking clever, aren't you? Coming in here, making deductions and shit, I hope you're proud of yourself. Another deep breath, because there was no turning back now. He would mock her and leave, possibly telling everyone that the golden girl had fallen for the infamous Slytherin. What do you mean? He asked rather quietly, like a lion approaching its prey. And damn her for being the prey in this story. She hated it. Hated how little she felt. I mean that I'm obsessed with you. Obsessed with your looks. Obsessed with your walk. Obsessed with the way you talk. Your scent. The way you act like you care. How you just pop in at random times with almost no excuses just to spark up a debate with me on, I don't know, on ways to brew a fucking calming potion. And I'm obsessed with those fucking apples, Drago Malfoy, because the way you bite into them makes me imagine inexplicably indecent things about you. Her voice was shrill, her heart beat rapid, and Malfoy just sat there, completely frozen, his mouth gaping. She waited, waited for him to make some hurtful remark, but he never did. I do care. His voice was barely audible in the silent room. I beg your pardon, she scolded him, still high on the adrenaline of her confession. I do care. This time more loudly and it struck her heart like thunder. It was a confession, coming from the man she wanted oh so much, but it only seemed to make her even more furious. And you decided to tell me this now? Well, when else was I supposed to say it? 
I don't recall you ever making a move to indicate any of these feelings. I wasn't expecting a fucking love confession when I was just trying to goad you for a crumble of your attention. She gasped. That was not a love confession. Malfoy started to laugh like a madman who had just become unhinged. Really? All right, then. Here's one for you. I love you. I fucking love you, Hermione Granger, and I can't take this any more. You light up my world. You make me want to become a better man. I love you, he screamed, full of joy and anger, two emotions contrasting each other as the agony and relief seeped through his words. Hermione couldn't grasp her mind around the happenings. So he didn't hate her? But they were screaming at each other, screaming how much they adored one another at the top of their lungs. It was all too much. She found herself standing up, her muscles moving by themselves as she got out from behind her desk and straddled him, with his eyes following her the whole time. You really believe that you love me? She placed her hands on his shoulders, her heart racing, letting her mind shut down. I do. Malfoy never once broke eye contact as he placed his hands on her hips. Her breath hitched. Then show me. He lost no time closing the gap between them, their lips meeting with longing and need, the need they had been bottling up for Merlin knows how long. It was not beautiful or mesmerizing. It was passion, purely deriving from their oppression. Their teeth were clashing, their tongues exploring one another. Hermione couldn't believe she was finally tasting him, couldn't believe he was exploring her with his large hands. Their impatience was maddening. Looking back to that day, Hermione couldn't remember which of them had cast the silencing and locking charms, but she was grateful that they had. Soon enough, they were ripping at each other's clothes, not caring if they fully discarded them or not. Hermione moaned when Malfoy pulled her bra-cups down, grasping them harshly. Malfoy groaned when Hermione raked her fingernails across his bare chest. She could feel his hardness under her as she rolled her hips in desperate need for friction. Why would you ever make me wait so long? He gasped when she started to work on his belt. I never knew you were interested, she whispered as the buckle came undone. That's not a good enough reason, Malfoy growled. Hermione had finally managed to free his cock, taking it into her palm. She started to pump him slowly, biting her lip as she watched him close his eyes, his brows furrowing, his expression becoming strained. Enough. He was pulling at her skirt, trying to hitch it up her thighs, only taking a second to take in her lacy lilac knickers that barely covered her glistening cunt. Take them off. Standing up seemed like a chore at this point, so she made them vanish wordlessly. He looked impressed. Good girl. His praise made her knees weak, and she wanted him inside of her. Seeing the need on her face, Malfoy held her tightly from her sides and angled her right above his cock, the tip playing at her entrance. Their lips met once again, as Hermione lowered herself onto him, letting herself feel every inch of him to the fullest. They were in bliss, their bodies humming a melody that only they knew, their hands desperately grabbing at each other to feel closer, more than they already were. Malfoy guided her from her hips, his fingertips most definitely bruising her tender flesh. Hermione could feel the familiar sensation starting to pool in her stomach. I'm going to come, she panted. No. His voice was stern, his eyes hard as he continued to fuck her mercilessly. Malfoy, you can't... She was a blubbering mess in his arms, her mind only being able to focus on the orgasm she so desperately needed to have. I said no. You're going to wait, Granger. You've made me wait for so long. Now I need you to be a good girl and wait, too. 
He was gritting his teeth, each word leaving him like a breath of wind that hit her harshly. Hermione whimpered, covering her mouth with her hands, leaving him in complete control of everything. All she had to do was keep herself from reaching her peak. It was quite a difficult task to complete with a certain platinum blonde slapping into her as he started to rub her clit. She was doomed. Please, she begged. No. She couldn't believe what was happening. One part of her wanted to slap him for being so controlling. He had no right to tell her what to do. The other part wanted to do whatever it took to please him. And the contrast only made her even more needy. His thumb was brushing over her clit with just the right amount of pressure, his rhythm becoming even more ruthless. She could feel her muscles starting to clench. Don't you dare come, Granger. Not until I say you can. She wrapped her arms around his shoulders and buried her head in his neck, tightly shutting her eyes. Trying to stop herself, engulfed in his scent, Malfoy's movements became rigid, his breath faltering, the noises he was make becoming carnal. Now, Granger, now. Fuck. He spilled into her, filling her with his seed as she convulsed and quivered. Both moaned uncontrollably, their release connecting them on a level that neither of them knew they could reach. Hermione fell limp, her legs losing all sensation, and she almost slipped off him, if it weren't for his hands that were still supporting her. She spoke against the soft skin on his neck. Draco Malfoy, you are incorrigible. She was glad he couldn't see the grin on her face. Oh no, if there's someone incorrigible here, that would be you, Granger. If anyone was there to listen to them, it would have sounded as though they were having a row, even though quite the opposite was truly the matter. And it was all thanks to a simple scented candle. Oh, and some green apples, of course.